0: Shri Raghavam Dasharatatma jamaprameyam Sita patim Raghukulan mayarat the first time Namami Nam
1: Ramkatara Swajni Chapter sixteen Part two Dasharatha was lost in contemplation of the incidents of the past. Rama! 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 He cried and leaned back on Kosalya, who noticed the change that had come over him and screamed. The attendants and maids gathered around. They found that the emperor had drawn his last breath. The city was turned into a vale of tears, a seething pool of grief. Crowds surged into the palace. The streets became fast-moving torrents of weeping humanity. People cast curses on K.K. for they felt that the city had lost its eyes as a result of her machinations. Vasishta, the royal preceptor, arrived at the hall where the emperor's body lay. He spoke appropriate counsel and tried to espouse the sorrow of the queens. He consoled Kausalya and Sumitra, telling them about the deceased forefathers and how they too couldn't escape death, in spite of their might and majesty. Since no one was present who could officiate during the obsequies, the body was, according to instructions given by Vasishta, immersed in oil to keep it from disintegrating. Vasishta beckoned a courier and told him, Here, go quickly to Bharata. Don't tell him a word about the emperor's death, but tell him only this. The preceptor wants you and your brother to return immediately to the capital. The courier fell at the preceptor's feet and took leave of the minister before starting on the long journey in a fleet chariot. Ever since Ayodhya was plunged in sorrow, Bharata had experienced various premonitions in the form of ominous dreams. He was awakened by the terror and turmoil that the dreams presented before him. Many nights, Bharata hadn't even a wink of sleep. He sat up in the bed in an airy state of expectation, fearing that some bad news was coming fast toward him. He got up even before dawn and, after an early bath, performed various rites and ceremonies in order to propitiate the gods and avert the expected calamity. He sat long in the shrine, praying for relief. Nevertheless, He was haunted by a mysterious fear. The dreams persisted for 14 days and Bharata had reached the very bottom of his courage and faith. The courier from Ayodhya managed to reach the city of Kekaya where Bharata was on the 15th day of his long journey. Upon being informed of his arrival, Bharata ordered him to be brought in immediately. The courier prostrated before Bharata and prayed that he and his brother start without the least delay according to the command of the preceptor to Ayodhya. Bharata asked about the welfare of people in Ayodhya plying the courier with a variety of questions. He replied that there was nothing special to report except that the preceptor wanted them to return without delay. This was the task on which he had come and he had nothing more to say nor did he know anything more. Bharata knew that couriers would speak only few words before their royal masters and that the royal masters also should not keep on talking to them intimately for long. Etiquette demanded that he not converse with him for more than a few minutes. The courier too had his code of discipline. So he rose and left the chamber. That very moment, Bharata entered the inner apartments and took leave of his maternal uncle. Along with his brother, Shatrugna. he got into the waiting chariot and hurried it to move forward faster and faster. Like an arrow from an intrepid bow, the chariot flew over mountain paths, hill tracks and jungle roads. Grief was surging in Bharata's heart as fast as the chariot itself. He couldn't explain why or wherefore. Some inexplicable agony afflicted him. Bharata didn't wish to delay on the road for food or even for a gulp of water to assuage his thirst. Shatrughna noticed the sense of alarm and anxiety that had overcome his brother. A few times he suggested making a halt for food and drink, but Bharata paid no heed and he remained silent. Moreover, they observed a series of bad omens encountering them as they drove along. Crows cowled raucously from positions and directions forbidding evil. Dogs howled piteously in an airy tone. These signs of calamity ruffled the calmness that Chaturna had heroically maintained until then. When they arrived at the city gate of Ayodhya and looked up, the fear was confirmed for the festoons of mango leaves hadn't been renewed for days. Only dried leaves hung across the morning gateway, beating against the wind as if gnashing in anger and sorrow. Why weren't green leaves hung across? What had happened to the city? Why this neglect? This sign of distress? They guessed that some terrible bolt of sorrow had fallen on the capital. They entered the city and drove on. The royal stables for horses and elephants were at the entrance and when Bharata saw them, his heart broke and he lost control over himself for the animals were standing without moving a muscle, heads bent and eyes streaming tears. The trainers and grooms stood with heavy loads of grief, unable to lift their heads. Driving further into the city, they found the doors of all the mansions closed as if the people inside declined to welcome anyone in. The roads themselves were dusty and unswept. The few citizens who were up and moving suddenly turned their gaze away when they saw the chariot that was coming in. Recognizing Bharata, they shed tears. The diamond bazaar was closed as were all the shops. Bharata couldn't find the tongue to ask anyone the reason for all the pale of gloom that hung over the city. He was petrified at the unforeseen signs of distress. The chariot entered the royal palace. The guards received them silently with no exclamation of joy, no traditional shouts of Jai Jai. They stood mute and bent and could not raise their eyes for there were tears overflowing. Convinced that some unspeakable calamity had overtaken the city, the brothers alighted from the chariot and ran into the palace. KK noted her son's arrival and went forward with great joy to receive him. The maids who rose with her and walked behind her were groaning in sorrow. Bharata looked at their faces and stood stunned, unable to speak even a single word. But KK began speaking. Son, is your uncle well? Bharata gave some indistinct reply and pressed forward with his own query. How is father? How is my eldest brother, my older brother? How are my aunts, the queens? At this, KK was rendered mute. Tears gathered in the eyes of the maids who stood around. He realized that some terrible news was being hidden from him. Mother, where is father? At this, the maids burst into sobs and tears. Seeing them, KK too sensed that she should not delay any longer. She too shed tears and acted the role of a grief stricken woman. Bharata couldn't unravel the mystery unaided. He asked his mother to explain what had happened to whom and why everyone was so overcome with sorrow. At this, KK replied Son, what shall I say? I was very happy that with the help of Mantara, I was able to achieve all that I desired. But with the very first step, my success has broken to bits. The gods cast an unpropitious eye on it. The emperor, your dearly beloved father, has left for heaven. Kaikei started sobbing aloud. As soon as these words fell on his ear, Bharata rolled on the ground like a she elephant at the roar of a lion. He cried out, "Alas, father!" Like a plant and tree cut asunder, Shatrugna also fell flat on the floor. Their agony was indescribable, immeasurable. Bharata sat up, pressing his head with both hands and wept aloud. He cried out, "Father, we could not be present round your bed." When you drew your last breath, oh, what great sinners are we. Of the four sons, all four could not read the same merit. And this Bharata and Chatrugna are the worst, the most unfortunate. During the last moments, you would have talked so lovingly to us. You would have given us invaluable blessings and directions for life. Well, we must be grateful that Rama was there with you. You would certainly have told him what you wish to convey to us. Brother, rise, come with me. We will go to Rama and find out what message father has left for us. Mother, tell us where is Rama? Bharata stood up, ready to go, waiting for his mother's reply. K.K. said, Son, if Rama was here, your father would not have breathed his last. Don't you realize that? Rama is not in the city. Don't you know that? This was like pouring poison into a wound. Bharata was shocked by the new blow. Mother, Rama is my very breath. Where has he gone? Bharata was on the brink of collapse. KK replied quick and fast. Where to? Do you ask where he has gone? Well, to the forest. Perhaps, Bharata intervened. But why hasn't he returned yet? Kaikei's answer was delivered calmly and with deliberation. She said, Son, we have no time to relate and listen to that long story. First, busy yourself in arranging for the last obsequies of your father. From this, Bharata learned that his mother was trying to hide some unpleasant secret from him. So he asked the whereabouts of Sita and Lakshmana one after the other. The mother replied, They followed Rama into the forest. They won't be returning to this city for 14 years. Thus did your father command. KK delivered this statement with a firm, hard voice. KK saw that Bharata was rendered increasingly desperate and distressed by her statements. So she drew him near her and, stroking his head, started consoling him, saying, Son, there is no need to lament over your father. While alive, he engaged continuously in meritorious activities. So his soul would have certainly attained heaven. Your duty now is to follow the ideal he set before you, to earn similar fame by meritorious deeds and rule over the empire happily. Increase his fame and renown by your own wise and merciful rule and maintain the great name of the dynasty. Kaikei endeavoured to heal the wounded heart of her son by these and similar words. But her words struck Bharata's heart like a dagger thrust. Each word hit him like a hammer stroke. Shatrudhna developed a burning sensation all over his body after he listened to her but he kept quiet. He didn't scream. Bharata however, rose suddenly, decided to discover the truth for he felt that Kaikeyi was deceiving him by her words, keeping some facts away from him and talking in riddles. He drew Shatrugna along and rushed out of the room towards the apartments of Kausalya, the eldest queen and Rama's mother. And what did he see there? Kausalya was rolling on the floor in her dust ridden clothes, lamenting aloud, Oh Lord, Lord, Rama, Rama. Her maids sunk in sorrow were nursing her into some sort of courage. Bharata could not restrain himself, crying out, Mother, Mother. He collapsed on the floor at her feet. Queen Sumitra was also there with Kausalya, both of them recognized Paratan and Chaturugna and fainted. Recovering, they clasped each other in a fit of agony and wept aloud. The scene would have melted the hardest stone. The brothers could not bear the weight of sorrow. They fell on the floor. Mother, take me to father. Tell me why he passed away. Why did my dear brothers Rama and Lakshmana go to the forest with Sita? It's all a mystery to me. Tell me, tell me why and save me from this agony. Bharata pleaded pitifully, clasping Kausalya's feet. Kausalya embraced him tenderly. With your return, my son, I am consoled a little. Seeing you, I can forget the pang of separation from dear Rama. You are as much as Rama to me. I make no distinction. Even while saying so, She interrupted her words with sobs and groans and the cry. Ah, Rama, can I keep alive for 14 long years while you spend them in the forest? Have you resolved that I should be reduced to ashes by the sorrow of separation just as your father was? Alas, how unfortunate I am. Bharata suffered even more at these outbursts. His imagination pictured all kinds of tragedies and miseries, for he was not yet aware of the truth. He prayed, Mother, don't keep fact away from me. Trust me. Tell me why Rama went into the forest and why father breathed his last. Tell me. Please tell me and save me from this tangle of confusion. Kosalya was simple and straightforward and very compassionate by nature. She took Bharata to be Rama himself returned. She drew Bharata near her and wiping her tears said, Son, Bharata, be bold. Don't grieve over the past for such grief is useless. Strange things do happen when times are not propitious and circumstances so conspire. What good is it to lay the blame on someone? No one should be found fault with. It is my destiny to live on with this load of sorrow. This cannot be avoided. It must be endured by me. But you are young. You are like the sun at the hour of early dawn. Remember that. My dearly beloved darling Rama, in obedience to your father's order, wore apparels of fiber, tied his matted hair into a top knot and is now moving about in the jungle. Sita, who cannot live away from him even for a moment, is with him clothed in bark garment. Lakshmana tried to stop Rama from getting into the forest, but his efforts were of no avail. Declaring that Ayodhya without Rama was a jungle for him, he followed Rama. All this happened before my very eyes. Oh, what a sinful soul should I be? that I still live. I couldn't go with them nor would my life depart when they left. How shall I describe my immeasurable plight? My heart is really carved out of adamantine stone. Oh, tender-hearted Rama, you suffer so much now since you were born of me or else why should you? Alas, Rama, how much suffering you have to endure living on fruits and roots and wandering about In the terror striking recesses of the jungles. She groaned aloud once and fell in a faint on the floor. End of chapter 16, part 2 Sairam
0: रामजी की महिमा पापा श्री नीरजनयना नीरज शामल मुख अरविंद श्यामले छवि अति सुंदर रा करुणा स्वरूप श्री राम निर्मल स्वभाव श्री राम करुणा निर्मल स्वभाव भक्तों की प्राण शिव बा नीरज न अति सुंदर रा माहपा, रामजी की मन्नि मापा जय जय श्री राम, जय जय श्री राम, जय जय श्री राम जिन की क्रिपाने, आथर बितारे, एक ही बाणने Yes, वितारे एक ही बाड़ने दुष्ट समारे चरणों की धूलने थापी उधारे चनम दिन उन्ही का मनालो आज चनम दिन उन्ही का मनालो आज मुबारक हो सबको चनम दिन की Ragupati Raghav, Raja Patita Pavan, Sitara. Ragupati Raghav, Raja Ram, Patita Pavan, Sitara. Ram Sitara, Ram Sitara, Ram Ram